It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code BOOM to get $30 off your first month. That's BOOM. Talkspace.com slash BOOM. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Vikings, Locked on Podcast Network. Welcome to the program on this Wednesday morning. My name's Sam Ekstrom. Day three, out of the studio, back on Friday. No Sage Rosenfels. We will be reunited a week from Monday. Back-to-back vacations we're taking. A couple of ships in the night. We'll have a lot to talk about when he returns. But the big news of this day is that the Vikings are beginning to make some more aggressive moves in terms of signing people. Yesterday it was all about Cordero Patterson exiting. Today it's Dayton Jones coming to Minnesota, joining the long list of former Green Bay Packers to join the Minnesota Vikings. Brett Favre, Ryan Longwell, Robert Ferguson, And Darren Sharper, who we'd rather not have had on the Vikings, but at any rate, Dayton Jones joins the club, the 26-year-old who spent four years with the Packers and attended UCLA. He signs on a one-year, $3.75 million deal. He amassed nine sacks and 58 tackles in four years with the Packers playing a variety of positions in their 3-4, outside linebacker, some defensive end, and some defensive tackle. Now he'll join a new scheme and play a rotational role in all likelihood. Jones said that during his visit, he came in and watched film with Mike Zimmer, and they explained to him what they were going to be doing, and he liked what he heard. Jones, a former first-round pick, didn't have his fifth-year option picked up in Green Bay, wants to fulfill his full potential with the Minnesota Vikings. Mike Zimmer's always been a coach to resurrect careers, and Dayton Jones may not need his career resurrected, but taken to the next level. He's still young, still has a lot of good years in front of him, and he's basically signed a bridge deal in Minnesota. If he can prove himself, it's conceivable that he could stay in purple. But at 6'4", 285, he provides some positional flexibility. Zimmer has always been fond of rotating defensive linemen. A couple years ago, he consistently played four defensive tackles and four defensive ends. He tightened up the rotation last year, part of that because of Sharif Floyd's injury. But now he gets Jones to add to the mix. Where will Jones fit in? If the Vikings have a healthy Floyd, then they're going to have an overload at defensive tackle. You've got Floyd, Stefan, Tom Johnson, who is coming off injury, torn hamstring, Linval Joseph, of course, the beast at the nose. Jones would be defensive tackle number five. But when you have major injury concerns like you do with Floyd and Johnson, Jones, at a one-year contract, is a great insurance hire. 
34-year-old Brian Robison also may see a, a bit of a reduction in his reps. Jones may have the chance to play outside-inside, similar to how Robison plays. The Vikings like guys who can play multiple positions. The more you can do, and Jones has proven that he can do several things. He's also got UCLA connections with Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, Kevin McDermott, the long snapper, Kai Forbath, the place kicker. There's something about those Bruins that Rick Spielman really likes when he acquires talent. Another quick thought on this Jones acquisition. If you thought in Minnesota there was some panic over players departing, Green Bay is feeling the same thing. They have now lost Micah Hyde, an important safety, TJ Lang at guard, J.C. Treader, their center, Eddie Lacy off to Seattle, Julius Peppers to Carolina. Jones becomes their sixth unrestricted free agent to leave, and a lot of those are pretty vital names. Packers and Vikings with some mini exoduses here in the NFC North. Meanwhile, Detroit over there is acquiring some pretty nice offensive line pieces. Ricky Wagner from Baltimore, TJ Lang from Green Bay. The Lions youth movement at the offensive line may not have worked out as they hoped. Also, they have to replace Riley Reef. But you got Detroit's got to like the way they are positioned right now, picking up some of these cast-offs from within the division. Another defensive notice for the Vikings, Terrence Newman has spoken to national radio, and he hasn't said who he's going to play for, but he does say that he's going to come back and play somewhere. Newman voicing his desire to come back in 2017. I think that was certainly expected. The question is, though, does Newman return to the Vikings? He said that he's coming back to a contender, a team that he thinks can win a ring. If it's not Minnesota, ouch. What does that say about Newman's faith in this Vikings organization? There's also that little foo with Terrence Newman, perhaps part of that rogue cornerback group that rebelled against Mike Zimmer in Week 16. How deep does the schism go? I always felt like Newman was a Zimmer lifer, that he was only coming back to be with Coach Zim, and that they had a bond that really couldn't be broken. Well, maybe there have been some cracks in it, and maybe when you're 38 years old, you look in the mirror and you say, It's more important to me to win a Super Bowl ring than it is to remain loyal to this coach. I'm going to go where the talent is. Newman has always been a pretty honest, pretty introspective guy. If he doesn't think they can win in Minnesota, not only is that a little bit incriminating of the organization, but you lose a key piece. Then not only are you replacing Captain Munderland, you're replacing Terrence Newman, and the weight on Mackenzie Alexander and Trey Waynes gets a lot heavier. Final note of the day, Latavius Murray, the former Oakland Raiders running back, former sixth-round pick, 2013, graduate of Central Florida, right now involved, currently involved in a two-day visit in Minnesota, which extended into Wednesday. Latavius Murray, who had nearly 1,300 yards from a scrimmage in 2015, over 1,000 yards on the ground in 2015. Last year, a step back. He lost some reps with the Raiders, only rushed for 788 yards. His pass-catching numbers are pedestrian. About two and a half receptions per game. 
not an oft-used pass-catching back, but he can run the football, and at 27 years old, should have a lot of mileage left in his legs. Is this the end for Adrian Peterson? If Murray is inked, is Peterson sunk? If Murray signs, the big story becomes what number does he wear? Does he don the number 28? Does he rock the boat much like Cordero Patterson did when he wore the number 84? Peterson's still on the market, but the Vikings wooing Murray. Personally, I would be surprised if Murray leaves Minnesota without a deal. He's probably the best remaining back on the market right now. He's in his prime. He would benefit from a run-first offense and would be a nice complement to Jarek McKinnon. Murray stands 6'3", 225, a little bit bulkier than Jarek, a little bit taller as well. I'd be disappointed, though, if the Vikings just went with Murray and didn't try to draft and develop a running back. Gotta think that they still go with an RB in the draft, with McKinnon's rookie deal expiring, and I'm not expecting a long, long-term deal on Murray. I think you still bring in the future. I think Murray could be a multi-year stopgap, but not a franchise running back. He's somewhere in the middle. But a two, three-year deal with Murray seems to make a lot of sense. That keeps him from entering his age 30 season, which is where running backs, of course, tend to start declining. Got to think this thing gets resolved before the afternoon is done. That's your Vikings update of the day. I'm Sam Ekstrom, back in the studio on Friday, where I hope to get a good guest in. We'll hash this thing out in more of a long-form format. The last few days have been quick snippets. As I'm on the road, back home soon here on Locked on Vikings. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the support. Be back with you Thursday morning. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners, this is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.